What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be here with you. Once again, another amazing week of college football has just passed us by. A lot of uh, things happened. We were able to get our first look at the Big Ten Conference and the Mountain West Conference. Uh, You know, a lot of really fun games came out of that. Uh, Some heartbreaks if you're a Penn State Nittany Lions fan. And if you're a Hoosier fan, which I don't know how many there are, congratulations, you're teamed in it. Uh, Anyway, really excited to be here. Excited to talk about this upcoming week. Uh, To kind of recap, we're going to go over week eight. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some things that we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, where we think the Big Ten is going. And then we are going to be moving on to week nine. We'll obviously tell you um, our picks that we made uh, had a little bit better week than we did the week before. Uh, However, we had one really embarrassing uh, pick, and maybe that was on me uh, for trying to to get fancy or whatever. Anyway, uh, we're going to start off with... Uh, you know, the, the, the story of the week, and that was Penn State losing to Indiana. Now, I could go back and I could find the clip, and maybe I will and, and put it on social media for you guys to hear, but I said the most interesting team this year in the Big Ten wasn't Michigan. It was not Penn State. It was actually Indiana. And I actually said that, and I was really, and I and I really stand by that prediction. Uh, I said I am most excited. I actually made up a graphic of it, and I will tell you why. Uh, originally, their schedule was set up with they were going to be playing Wisconsin uh, to start it. They're going to get Western Kentucky, Ball State, Connecticut, super easy teams. They were going to win all of them. They were going to take a bye on October 3rd. They are going to play Maryland, Rutgers, Michigan State. So I said that going into the Penn State game, they were going to be 6-1. and one. If not 7-0. and oh. I mean, they we didn't know. Uh, I mean, Wisconsin obviously looks really, really good. Uh, and I didn't know what Wisconsin was going to look like. Uh, and then, you know, pandemic and everything still going on but I said okay they're six and one worst case scenario honestly six and one they're going to play Penn State then at Ohio State but they got Penn State at home and when I was looking through the Penn State schedule the week before Penn State they had or well we'll just go for it so on October 3rd they had at Michigan they had a bye they played home against Iowa home against Ohio State and I said that Ohio State game is going to be such a big game for Penn State I even predicted I believe that Penn State would beat Ohio State at home in the original schedule I said they were going to take a nap against Indiana and I think they even have a chance to beat them Afterwards, they're going to play Ohio State, which I didn't think they would win. They're going to play Illinois, which I obviously thought they'd win. Uh, then they're going to play Michigan, Purdue. I said this is a really good nine and three team. If they get really lucky, they might go ten and two. But this is a nine and three team with losses to Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Michigan. But I really thought that they could get it. And then I also said, well, well, Ohio State might not be what we think they are because I think Penn State could get it. So when 
and it was really hard uh, for me to, I mean, obviously I, I was watching that game, I was watching the Boise State game, but it was really hard because I was like, man, I kind of went back on my gut instinct. I should have went with this game. Uh, the odds opened at minus six and a half for uh, Penn State, and I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what Indiana looks like. I don't know what Michael Penix looks like. I don't know what Tom Allen's going to be doing. And I doubted my Hoosiers, and I didn't take them. But I told my father, and, and, and I told my friends, watch out for, for Indiana. They're going to be, be a fun team to watch. And honestly, they're going to continue to be a fun team to watch. Uh, right now, I mean, they're going to kind of go on uh, a tough. I mean, they play uh, Rutgers this week. Uh, Rutgers had a big upset of Michigan State last week. Home against Michigan, at Michigan State at Ohio State, home against Maryland, at Wisconsin, home against Purdue. So, I mean, they still play relatively the, the same schedule. Uh, you know, I think they're going to beat Michigan State. I think they'll beat Rutgers. Uh, they'll beat Maryland. We'll see how they look against Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. Uh, but those could be the three teams that I said they were going to lose to. Uh, and then that Purdue game's uh, a lot better of a game than what I thought it was going to be. Anyway, very proud of Indiana. Really proud of Tom Allen. Uh, you know, Indiana is a tough place. Uh, you know, they have only been to 12 bowl games historically. Uh, they, you know, losing record in those. He, uh, trying to check. Yes, he's been to one bowl game uh, since he's been there last year in the Gator Bowl. Uh, they ended up losing by one point to Tennessee. But I think he's getting them on the right track uh, to be competitive. That was a big game. Also, uh, kind of bouncing uh, around the league, and then we'll go into my picks. Uh, Nevada beat Wyoming in overtime. We're going to talk about Nevada a little bit later, uh, but they won 37-34. to 34. Uh, We also had uh, a big upset. Louis, uh, UTSA, UT San Antonio, beat La Tech 27-26. Looks like uh, you know UTSA starting to cook down there. Talked a little bit about them uh, a little bit when, when we didn't have all the teams back, but uh, excited to see them. Uh, Texas was able to, to pretty much you know, beat Baylor pretty good. Um, one of the most entertaining games of the weekend, Middle Tennessee State against Rice. Went into two overtimes, 40-34, to 34, Middle Tennessee State won. Uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, had Iowa State not missed like three field goals, they would have won the game. Uh, Oklahoma State won 24-21. And uh, finally, we had, obviously, the upset of Rutgers over Michigan State. And then Ohio State, you know, routing Nebraska. First half did not look very promising. And then Louisville coming out of nowhere, 48-16, uh, absolutely put, putting the beat down on uh, Florida State, really an interesting game. Uh, I'm really excited to, to talk about this next week. Uh, now let's get into our picks, the five picks that we've been doing. We're learning how to do the betting lines and stuff like that, so uh, really excited to... Uh, to, to, to do this, I'm learning. Last year, I, I would just take uh, games. I would just be like, oh, no, I think, you know, Memphis is going to win. And, and then it would win. But it was it was it Memphis by one. Uh, what was a close game? I mean, like those kind of things. Uh, I'm excited to, to start learning and to expand, get the ball rolling a little bit more uh, into that. You know, people bet on stuff. And I'm going to give you what I think you should be betting on. Uh, you know, and those are those are the picks I'm going to be taking. So last week we uh, had five games. It was it was a, a better week than the week before. The week before we only won one and four, uh, with Pitt being the only one that covered. Uh, again, some of these obviously the the sports books go up until game time uh, when they close uh, because we do this on a Thursday. We're taking the Thursday odds and betting those odds on. 
what's going to be happening. Uh, so a little, a few of them change, uh, but for the most part, we were two and three. Uh, the first game, Boise State against Utah State, closed out. Uh, well, it was a 16 and a half. Uh, yeah, point favorite Boise State was. I took Boise State. Uh, they ended up winning forty-two to thirteen. Actually, said forty-two to ten was my official prediction on Orange and Blue podcast, which was awesome. Uh, really proud of that prediction. Boise State uh, beating the Aggies. Uh, the next game, I took Kentucky minus five and a half, uh, and they ended up losing against Missouri. Missouri's a good little team. I like uh, Elijah Drinkwitz. Uh, I, I like. Appalachian State, and I've been a big fan of Appalachian State for a very long time, so uh, I, I've been following him, and when he was there, I liked him. I watched a lot of App State football, and then he went to Mizzou, and I was like, oh man, he might be a little over his skis. He's going from the Sun Belt to the to the SEC. It honestly looks like he's going to be able to do it. Congratulations to uh, Elijah Drinkwitz there uh, getting the big dub against Kentucky. However, we lost that game. Uh, Mizzou covered and, and won the game overall. I took Iowa State. Uh, the Oklahoma State was favored by four points. It was actually three and a half, I believe, at closing. And Iowa State won by three. So that half point, I guess, made a, a difference. We were able to win that game. I thought Iowa State was going to win. Uh, had, again, had the kicker not missed uh, those field goals. Then we would have been able to be even more correct. I thought Iowa State's good. I like Brock Purdy. I, la I like Matt Campbell. Uh, I thought they could go into Stillwater and make it happen. They didn't do it, but covered. Uh, Notre Dame against Pitt. Now, this was by far the worst uh, pick of the year, and I'm no longer betting Notre Dame because it looks like their defense is really stout. I think the limitations come on the offensive side. Uh, however far Ian Book can take them is where Notre Dame is going to be able to get. 45-3, uh, to three, and I actually took Pitt to cover. I was like, you know what? I get 11 points. Uh, you know, Notre Dame played atrocious the week before against Louisville. Ended up not uh, being right there. Take my lump. Willing to admit my, I was wrong. Finally, Georgia Southern against Coastal Carolina. I said Coastal Carolina could be a little bit of smoke and mirrors. They're undefeated, but, you know, uh, we're really going to be getting into the nitty-gritty. They need to beat Troy. They need to beat Georgia Southern. They need to beat App State. They need to beat Louisiana. They need to beat Arkansas State, the big boys in the Sun Belt Conference. And they beat Georgia Southern. Now, my reasoning was Georgia Southern was five and a half points. The last three games were decided by, I believe, a combined total of like seven points or something like that. Last year was three points. The year before was four. So it's like five and a half. Georgia Southern is going to keep us close. They also play a weird kind of, uh, uh, you know, wishbone, uh, triple option type thing. Uh, ended up losing that game 14 to 28. It was actually going into uh, the fourth quarter. It was 14-14. And I'm like, man, they just kick a field goal. They win, whatever. I was fine having Coastal Carolina win, uh, but obviously lost the game, uh, you know, Georgia Southern giving up two late touchdowns. But it is what it is. We're moving on. We're getting better. The week before, we were 1-4. This week, we were 2-3. and three. Hopefully, this week, we're at least 3-2. and two. Get on the winning side of things and really start to, to nail things down. Uh, I was talk I had a conversation with a friend, and I said, you know, this year in college football, I usually feel like I, get, I got a handle on it. Uh, I can say, you know, this team is X by, you know, game three, or this team is this by game four. Uh... This year is really hard. Uh, for example, Kentucky. I said they're the best 0-2 team in the in the country. They had lost a, a tough, heartbreaking game against Auburn and, and then an even more heartbreaking game against Ole Miss in, I mean, just goofy overtime, whatever, right? And I was like, well, 
They should have won the game. They played better in regulation. They were able to get a couple of wins, and then, you know, Missouri comes out of nowhere and wins. Uh, I'm like, well, where did Missouri come from? Uh, I knew that Indiana was going to be good, but a lot of people, where did Indiana come from? Ruckhurts. Why are they beating Michigan State? I knew Michigan State wasn't going to be good, and I'm, uh, I like Mel Tucker at Colorado. He sold out. Did not like that move for him, and I'm like, okay, well, well, who is who is Michigan State now? Uh, who is Michigan? This quarterback, uh, this Milton kid, is an absolute gem, diamond in the rough. Are they going to be able to compete with Ohio State? Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to get those answers. It's like, and I know they've just, you know, the Big Ten has just played one game. Uh, but you look at the ACC. I was able to bet, I bet BC to, you know, uh, actually the two weeks before we started doing the official betting lines, they said BC was going to win. They won. I said BC would cover against North Carolina. They won. They they covered, uh, you know, just, you know, and then they said, well, you need to be doing this on the show. And I said these things, and then they I take them against Georgia Tech. They get routed, and then Georgia Tech loses insane uh really hard really difficult season uh stupid covid for for making it this 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 kind of a season but it is what it is uh like i said really impressed uh ohio state again struggled against nebraska i don't know what nebraska's problem is i feel like they think that the, everybody is out to get them uh that is not the case 100 uh, not the case um uh, and they played well. I think they did some things. Ohio State definitely is beatable. The only team that I don't see being beatable is Clemson. Uh, Alabama probably at number two on that list. Ohio State's defense was not as good as what they have been in years past. And equally, their run game is not as good as what it has been in years past. Something to be watching when they start get, getting into these bigger games. Nebraska, I don't think even will make a bowl game or should make a bowl game. I'm not a Nebraska fan. Uh, I did not like the hiring of Scott Frost. I don't like like their attitude and stuff like that towards them, uh, towards the the conference and how they handle this COVID thing. I understand, but it's like you know what you you decided to go into the Big Ten, so it's kind of your you you know you've kind of dug your own own grave and stuff. Uh, anyway. Moving on, uh, we're going to be taking a quick break now. Uh, we're going to talk about this upcoming week, what we see, what we don't, uh, what we like, those kinds of things. Again, thank you for all the support. Uh, we're loving it, getting better every single week. So uh, uh, stay tuned. After the break, we're going to give you our five picks this week, uh, along with the betting lines, and then what what to expect in some of these you know bigger games. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State coming up this next weekend. Excited to watch it. So uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that. So stay Stay tuned after the break. We're going to be bringing you back and let's keep this ball rolling. And we are back after that wonderful break. Nice little break there. Uh, it's cool to do podcasts. Uh, I like to record all of mine pretty much uh, the same day, same uh, time period and stuff like that. Thank you, Zoom University, for allowing me to do that. Uh, get you know, get little class breaks and stuff like that in between. And and uh, I'm able to record this podcast, which which is super awesome uh, to be able to still you know be in touch with my fans. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, you know, week in, week out, we're, we're really grateful. Uh, everyone here, I get the ball rolling. You know, we're, we're doing work. We're trying to provide you guys the best uh, in-depth college football podcast. Alrighty, so this next week, we're going to get uh, a look at, uh, well, I believe this is the final week before we get the Pac-10, if I'm allowed, if I remember correctly. Uh I believe that it is next week. Yes, we get the Mac back on uh, Wednesday, November 4th, just after the election. 
which also means that we are bringing back the uh, Pac-12, if I am not mistaken. Yes, Utah plays Arizona. So, uh, you know, this is our last week. So, uh before, you know, the people are going to see the slackers or whatever you want to call it. I, you know, everyone was kind of making fun of the Mac and the and the, the Pac-12. But, no, this is a really good time. Uh, this is our last time where we can focus on it. I've actually kind of liked the – outside of COVID, I mean, and, and I, I don't want to downplay the severity of it. But I've liked this season because I've been able to watch teams that I don't normally watch. Uh, doing a podcast for college football. Uh, it's hard doing FBS and FCS because you're really just looking through stats. Uh, you're like, well, I had to have, you know, 15 games on uh, the TV. Uh, my wife is rolling her eyes at me, but she, she knows how it is. And right now we don't really have the FCS. Uh, you know, I would love to talk about them, but there's just not enough to talk about there to do an entire podcast on. So we're looking into what would be, you know, the next uh, time that we would... Uh, we have them in the spring. Well, now I'm able to watch an Arkansas and be like, well, no, I really think Arkansas has X and X limitations because I don't normally watch an Arkansas. Uh, I've been able to watch a lot of Big 12 when normally I'm not watching the Big 12 because I like watching the Big 10. Uh, those kinds of things. It's been a really unique season, which I really like. So this is our last week uh, before we really you know, kick it off and uh, – I can't wait. Can't wait to to watch the games coming up. You know, it's Halloween season, spooky season, pumpkin spiced, everything. We're almost to the end of October, which is insane because it still feels like March 2020. Is this the year, uh, the year of the month of March? Am I right? Anyway. So we got a lot of uh, interesting things. Wisconsin, Nebraska, uh, they have been canceled. Uh, Graham Mertz, I believe he was the one, well, the big name that tested positive on that team, but they said a bigger outbreak. We have a lot of fun, interesting games. We're going to see Coastal Carolina beating Georgia, or playing Georgia State. I think they'll beat them. But, uh, and also, I, I wonder if if Liberty plays. I haven't looked down at this. Uh, Liberty and Coastal Carolina, I, I don't understand this, that they are, I mean, They've played a, a pretty good schedule. Uh, you know, Coastal Carolina, uh, we can just pull it up. We know we talked about the Shanta Clears a little bit earlier. Uh, they actually beat Kansas. Uh, they're undefeated. They beat Campbell, Arkansas State, Louisiana, Georgia Southern. Uh, so it doesn't make sense to me that they are 20th in the nation and people have BYU at like nine. Uh, this Coastal Carolina team has a Power 5 win and they actually have a Top 25 win uh, against uh, Louisiana. They were 23rd at the time. But I guess we put them at 20th. Same thing with Liberty. I believe Liberty is just barely uh, making it into the polls. It's like, well, you know what? They're playing good football. I don't know why we are downplaying, you know, who the Liberty Flames are. I, I like watching Liberty. They've been impressive so far. They're playing Virginia Tech. They scheduled it. Uh, but they beat Syracuse. And uh, again, oh, right now they're not even scheduled. They're just receiving votes to be scheduled. Um, they'll have an opportunity to... to, to beat Virginia Tech uh, next week, uh, the November 7th, and they actually play in North Carolina State. So they have an opportunity, and Coastal Carolina. Uh, way, way to actually schedule some tough games, guys. Anyway, here we go. So I'm going to give you guys my five picks, uh, and then we'll talk maybe a little bit about the, the Michigan game. Okay, so here are our five picks of the week. Okay, first off, we have Cincinnati versus Memphis. Now, uh, my family, we play a college football pick them every single week. Uh, the winner, you know, texts out. He texts the, the rest of the family or, or she, right? They text it out and they say, this is who we're going to be taking. And uh, last week's one of the picks was Cincinnati versus SM. 
and my brother and my father uh and i i don't know if my mom picked them but i know for sure my brother and my father foolishly took smu to beat cincinnati and i said no Cincinnati is good, and I stand by that prediction because I like Cincinnati. I actually have a Cincinnati shirt. I'm not wearing it right now, but I have a Cincinnati shirt that I wear quite often. It's a nice, sweet, kind of black-gray Bearcat shirt. Pretty cool. Uh, found on a really good deal, too. And then this next week, my dad, you know, he he's talking to me, and he's like, well, what games do you see? Uh, you know, we talk a lot about college football. And he says, well, what games do you see uh, being, you know, that could be an upset or or that you're going to be taking. I said, this Memphis-Cincy game is is really intriguing to me. And he said, well, he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not touching Cincinnati. I'm always going to be taking them. They're a really good team. They have a really good defense, which they do. I'm not downplaying that. Their defense, they return nine starters on defense. Only six starters on offense, but nine starters on defense. They're legit. They have had the same coach, uh, you know, back— this has been back-to-back 11-win years. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get to 11 wins. I don't even think they're going to play 11 games. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I believe they play 9 games. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, but then bowl game or whatever. Uh, this is kind of a weird year. But I said, you know, I really like Cincinnati. Don't get me wrong. I like the Bearcats. But I really like this number. And right now the number is uh, sitting at 6.5. Uh, I believe it opened at 7.5, sitting around 7, 6.5. Okay, and I want to say that uh, as I've learned that that touchdown favorite means that Vegas has enough confidence that they're going to win, uh, but they're not certain. I mean, like like that seven seven points is a really dangerous dangerous number. I mean, I've been doing a lot of inf- uh, you know information sticking on this whole betting thing, and seven is a re- is a really good number, but it's not besides not just that. Uh, Right now, Memphis this last year uh, beat Cincinnati back-to-back weeks, back-to-back times. By One was by 10 points, the other was by 5 points, and uh, one was the American Athletic title. And they have not lost to Cincinnati since, I believe, 2014. They have dominated Cincinnati. Now you're going to say, well, you know, for every time, you know, the, you look at it, well, eventually Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. Eventually, uh, BYU will beat Utah. Eventually, uh, you know, you can go on and on with these rivalries, right? You know, maybe Florida State beats Florida if you want to go there or, or whatever it may be, or somebody finally beats Clemson. I don't know. But you look at it, and and there's a reason why they dominate them. They're just got their number. Uh, when I played football, I know this is going to sound really silly, uh, but my football team was really good in Little League. We we played in the WFFL, uh, Wasatch Football League. Uh, I played for West Point. We were we were a pretty good team. Started off a little bit slow, and we were really little. But we once when we matured, we were a really good team. Every year we would we would end up winning. Uh, you know, we, I think we played like an eight game schedule, and we'd win, we'd go seven and one. And our loss every single year came to Kaysville, and there was just nothing that we could do to beat them. I mean, I don't know what it was. They weren't better than us. Most of the time, we'd be up, you know, uh, 14, 13 points, and they'd somehow come back and win. Now you might say, well, coaching, or or maybe you know what were the conditions, but we just lost, and that's just how it is. 2014 to 2020, that's the good part of the decade. Memphis has beaten Cincinnati. Look back, uh, 
over all of the games, I really feel confident that Memphis is going to be able to at least cover the spread. Now, could Cincinnati win? Yes, but by seven points, no, I'm taking Memphis. Next up, we have Illinois against Purdue. Now, I know I just went on this huge rant about seven points and stuff like that, but I really like this Purdue football team. I liked what I saw last week. Um, They did some things. I believe they had a couple of people opt back into this season, if I'm not mistaken. But they were able to prove me... I mean, I've always been a, a Boilermaker fan. I do like Purdue. Uh, I've always cheered for him. I like Jeff Brom. You know, he was at uh, Western Kentucky, so I cheer for him. That That's who I'm cheering for. I'm like, you know what, go, go Jeff Brom. And, uh, you know, his 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 tenure at uh, Purdue has been a little bit crazy. 7-6, and 6-7, six, 4-8. Six and seven, four and eight. But I think this year he could really do it. But they beat Iowa. Now, for for a lot of people, they're like, well, they beat Iowa. You know, what's it to you? Iowa is a really good football team. you got to put it into perspective. Well, it's COVID. Yeah, but they did it. They were able to figure out something. Uh, they were able to do something that they don't really do that often. I know they beat Iowa in 2018, but Iowa is kind of their Achilles heel. They don't play very well against Iowa. Uh, They lost four straight from 2013 to 2016. So you can kind of put that into perspective. Uh, So I like what Purdue is doing. Last year, you know, Illinois was the story of the the conference. They went six and seven. Uh, Lovey Smith has got this team pointed in the right direction, which is fine. Good job, Levy Smith. Way to do it at a really hard school in a really difficult conference. Uh, but they got whooped against Wisconsin. There was nothing that I that I saw last year. Or uh, against you know Illinois, they have a lot of returning starters on offense, but the defensive side just got pushed around by Wisconsin. And I think that's going to be the same thing with Purdue. I'm going to be taking Purdue with the will win by a touchdown or more. I like this Purdue team. I personally think it will probably be about 10. Uh, I like Jack Plummer at, at Purdue. He's a really good talent. We need to be paying more attention to him. And Purdue could start making some serious noise. Uh, I mean, especially with Wisconsin sitting out, uh, they could be, you know, this year's Illinois or this year's maybe even Minnesota. Uh, I think that they they, they could play, having watched them against uh, Iowa, I think they'd be competitive against Nebraska. I think Minnesota and Wisconsin are kind of separating themselves, but I think they're going to be competitive against Northwestern. And and I'm, I'm really impressed. And then they got Indiana at the end of the year. So this team could really make some noise and... We need to be paying more attention to the Purdue Boilermakers, but I think they get the win against the Fighting Illini. Uh, in, uh, I believe they're playing, yes. Oh, no, on the road. I want to be taking it on the road. So upset. There we go. Next up, we have West Virginia against Kansas State. Now, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for, you know, the last three or, well, three months, uh, you know, six months, whatever it may be, However long you've been listening, maybe you've been a fan for, since the first day. I love West Virginia. I'm a big West Virginia fan, and uh, it pains me to take Kansas State in this game. They're favored. Uh, West Virginia is actually favored to win, but I just haven't been convinced that this is the West Virginia team to start really making some noise. Last week they played really bad against Texas Tech, twenty-seven to thirty-four, a loss. Now I know it was on the road, and I know that this is a really weird season. Uh, but I just haven't been super impressed. They barely beat Baylor. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma State. Uh, they obviously beat down on Kansas, but everybody's beating down on Kansas. And I think this Kansas State, despite losing. Uh, at the first of the year, uh, 
to Arkansas State. This is a really good team. Uh, and I think that Arkansas State was a little bit of smoke and mirrors because it was the first game, uh, not really knowing what you've got. I like Skylar Thompson, super good uh, senior leader on that side of the ball. I get three and a half points. Uh, I'm going to be taking it. Now, Kansas State has struggled um playing against West Virginia, but the games are always close, you know, within three or four points. So I'm going to be taking that. I mean, four points. I get four points in Kansas State. I'm going to be taking Kansas State, even though I think they're going to win outright, um, taking the Wildcats. Next up, we got Arkansas against A&M. Now, everyone's saying, well, A&M is the, per, is, is the team that you need to be watching out for, that they're super good. Well, they lost to Alabama, and, and, and I understand, and everybody's losing to Alabama. Alabama is a really good team. But in the win against Florida, they only won by three points. In the win against Vanderbilt, they won by five. And in the win against Mississippi State, they won by two touchdowns. And right now, they're favored by 12 points. Well, you're saying, well, Tyler, what do you think? 12 points, can you give that to Arkansas? Are you really sold on Arkansas? And that is, yes. I made fun of the the hire of Sam Pittman. I did not think, I was like, oh, this offensive line coach, he's been in balance around the SEC. He hasn't got a head coaching job. Why am I supposed to think that Arkansas is his time to go? This Arkansas team has lost by two points uh, to to Auburn. Uh, they kind of got rolled by Georgia, but that's okay. That that was uh, their first game, and I'm not going to fault them for you know getting rolled by 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 them. But they've lost by two points. Uh, they've kept it close. They beat Ole Miss, which was a huge win, and they beat Mississippi State. Now they beat Mississippi State by seven points. Texas A&M beat them by 14. So would it be a seven-point game? Yes, but why is the spread 12? That's why I'm taking Arkansas. I think Arkansas, they need to... You, you really got to pay attention to them because they're on the come-up, and I think they're feeling the void. I think they see voids. Uh, Auburn not playing super well, even though they lost. But Auburn not playing crazy well. A&M playing so-so. LSU playing so-so. Uh, Ole Miss, they were able to, to take upon that spot. They were able to jump over Mississippi State. So I think this Arkansas team might be a team that we need to be keeping our eyes on. I get 12 points. I want to be taking the Razorbacks on the road against the Aggies of A&M. Finally, I'm going to go to a rivalry game. We've got to love our rivalries, and I gotta love the Mountain West Conference, of course, and that is uh, UNLV against Nevada. Now, Nevada last week was able to beat Wyoming uh, in overtime. Now, that was a pretty big win. I'm not going to lie; that I I give them kudos, and I personally think Nevada is going to win this side of the this side of uh, the Mountain West, the West side of the Mountain West. Uh, they beat Wyoming uh, at home only by three points. But uh, Sean Chambers, the quarterback of Wyoming, ended up snapping his fibia, uh, I believe, like two or three plays into the game. Really horrific injury. You know, pray for that guy to, to start feeling well. And, and Wyoming was no slouch of a team. They have a really good defense, uh, re- returning a lot of starters. I like Wyoming. I actually said on the Origin Blue podcast, they kind of make me nervous against Boise. Regardless. They are a really good team. Nevada played okay. Now, we're going to say UNLV. You're like, well, Tyler, UNLV notoriously is not very good. Uh, you know, First-year coach, We, you know, do you really have the same quarterback? What are they doing? Different offensive scheme. But I want to say this. The last two years, they have beat Nevada 34-29, to 33-30. The last time they lost to Nevada was by seven points, and that was in 2017. They got blown out in 2016, but I think this team, I mean, relatively, over the last three years, we'll take the last three years as a sample data, 
uh, has played really well. Uh, they, in the last five years, they're three and two against Nevada. Nevada has only had one blowout win, uh, and that was in 2016. And so I really think that this game is going to be closer than 14 points. I'm taking UNLV plus 14. Uh, no matter how much I have disdain for, for BYU, and I know that BYU isn't as good as the University of Utah, it's always close. Uh, for a while, I mean, the last couple of years, it's it's hasn't been uh, the case. But you look at, uh, you know, Michigan-Ohio State, usually it is a really close football game because they just, they just know each other. Another good example of this is Alabama against Auburn. How is Auburn able to consistently beat Alabama? How can they do it? Because it's a rivalry game. It means more. And those Auburn kids are pissed that they didn't go. Nevada is a desolate state. I had the opportunity of driving uh, from Oregon, uh, well, from Vancouver, Washington, all the way through Nevada down into the beautiful city of St. George. And there is absolutely nothing in Nevada. And but I can guarantee you these kids that play in these small towns, they have dreams of playing for UNLV or UNR. And uh, you know, depending on whether you're from northern or southern Nevada, this is a big time rivalry game, and I believe that UNLV is going to cover. It's at home, the first time in the Death Star, as they're calling it. Uh they're no longer at Sam Boyd. I believe they're going to be playing in the Raiders Stadium. So let's give them a little bit of kudos. This is a big time. This is a big time game. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win. I w- I want to see them. I'm actually going to watch this game. Uh, last week I was not able to see the game against San Diego State, even though they you know they lost six to thirty four, but it was on the road. Uh, but they get Nevada at home in UNLV, first time uh, you know in 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 the Death Star. I'm going to be taking that. Uh, plus 14 points for UNLV. So quickly recap, taking Memphis plus seven, uh, Purdue minus seven. I'm taking Kansas State plus three and a half. I'm taking Arkansas plus 12 and UNLV plus 14. Taking a lot of underdogs this this week. Have faith in them. Let's, let's hope that we can pull it out. Anyway, so this has been uh, Get the Ball Rolling. I said that we talk a little bit about Michigan, Michigan State. And um, what I'm going to say is Michigan, uh, this is going to be a game where if you can blow out your rival, then you've got me convinced that you're good and you're able to win. That is extremely important to me. Uh, they've got to be able to blow it. Now, they blew out Minnesota. I mean, blow out, you know, relative, but they play had a really good game against Minnesota. If they can blow out Michigan State, and we're talking, you know, 21-plus points, if they can do that, you've got me convinced that you're going to be able to compete with Ohio State. Ohio State has a really tough game this week, kind of. I don't know how good Penn State is. Uh, they have one of the best linebackers, I think, in the the the, the college football, you know, realm. Uh, they have really good defense. They just lost one of their running backs. Uh, but I think that, We've got to pay attention to this game, this Michigan game, and the Ohio State game, and we might be on a full steam, you know, steam train ahead uh, into a, an amazing rivalry week uh, that is even, you know, up, it's going to be even bigger than what the game usually is. And Harbaugh, switch up the pants, dude. Way to go. Uh, have faith in Harbaugh. He's finally getting it churning. Uh, I'm glad Michigan didn't fire him. I've been a Harbaugh guy for quite some time. So I'm glad that he was able to retain his job and he was able to, you know, uh, you know, hopefully he'll make a name for himself, get the win, get over the hump here. All right, this has been our final, well, this 
edition of Get the Ball Rolling. It's not the final edition. We're going to continue to do this next week. Uh, again, I want to thank my my our fans out there. I want to f- thank everyone that that is always in support of this podcast. Continue to listen. Continue to let us know uh, what we can do to to improve. Don't be afraid to drop us a line. Also, if you like what you're hearing here, uh, I also have another podcast with my uh, best friend Jeff Tuckett, uh, the Orange and Blue Podcast, uh, talking strictly Boise State. Uh, a lot of fun uh, if you like, you know, having a little bit of banter. Uh, really funny. Got some funny jokes in there. Uh, a couple of, you know, just awesome dudes uh, cutting it up. You know how it is. Uh, talking Boise State football. Anyway, so if you like that, don't be sure to tune into that. That is every Monday. Uh, Get the Ball Rolling is every Thursday. Thank you guys for, for allowing us to do this. Uh, continue to follow us. You can follow us uh, online at GetRolling19 on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. And uh, also, don't be afraid to, to shoot us a DM and, or a message, whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, just talk to us. Uh, let us know what you think about our predictions. And maybe we're absolutely terrible on our betting and you just want to yell at us about uh, losing your money or something like that. Whatever it may be. We love you. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Uh, this is going to be a crazy week with Halloween coming up. A lot of college football. Be sure to tune in next week's podcast as well. Thank you. And let's keep this ball rolling.